0: Welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. I would now like to introduce our tax practice leader, Joe Buble. Good day, everyone. And welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. My name is Joe Buble. I'm a tax partner in the New York City office and the firm's tax practice leader. Today, we have our guest Mitzi Keating, who will be talking about an update of the PPP loan forgiveness programs and various issues. So Mitzi, welcome again to the program. And before we get started, I just want to congratulate you on your recent marriage. Uh, best of luck. And uh, I also appreciate you coming in and taking time out of your busy schedule again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, thanks, Joe. It's always good to have uh, good news. You know, sometimes in this pandemic that we find ourselves in, so happy to be here as always.
0: Okay, thanks, Mitzi. Yes, and congratulations. Uh, to you and your family, and uh, let's talk about the PPP Loan Forgiveness Program. Can you tell us where we are now, anything new to update us since uh, the last time we spoke?
1: Yeah, so, you know, I, I would love to say that we had more information um, than the last time that we spoke, and the only thing that really has come out on the PPP Loan Forgiveness Program is some frequently asked questions, which were released by the SBA around the middle of August. But really since then it's been pretty quiet and although they released some frequently asked questions related to forgiveness there's a couple fundamental questions that just have never been answered. And you know, In a lot of cases, our, our clients are still coming to us and asking a lot of questions about how to apply for forgiveness, when should they apply for forgiveness, and many of our clients are now approaching what would be the end of their 24-week period, so this is really the start of a conversation for which, unfortunately, we don't have a lot um, of additional answers. Since the applications came out in June, they were somewhat revised again in June, And then we've got the frequently asked questions that were issued in August. But I would say that the the biggest question that we seem to be getting from our clients related to the extension, related to the Flexibility Act from June 5th, is that now that they have a 24 week time period, they're looking at the expenses that they've spent over that 24 week period. And is it limited to the amount that can be considered qualified to the amount of the PPP loan that they originally received? Um, for example, on the application itself, if you were to look at the total spend and the total calculation, say your PPP loan was $2 million, and that you know originally was based upon two and a half months worth of your 2019 payroll, but now you have 24 weeks to spend it. So over a 24-week period, if a client has spent $4 million in PPP money, essentially, um, for which they only received $2 million, but they spent $4 million on payroll, for these employees over this covered period of 24 weeks, but if they reduce their workforce by, say, a third, would the math still work as it does on the calculation for the application? It would say that, okay, you've spent $4 million, you laid off a third of your workforce, so your forgiveness is going to be reduced by a third, but it's a third of $4 million, or is it a third of the $2 million loan that you originally took out? And the application would say it's actually a third of the $4 million that you spent. But we're running into some issues and some concerns with banks who previously requested their clients to put their PPP funds into a separate account, uh, which you know may appear to limit the amount of covered expenses they could use to the amount of the PPP loan. It's a huge concern that we were hoping we'd see something or some guidance in the frequently asked questions as to how to address that concern And it might be that it's really that you have an expanded covered period, which allows you to spend more than what your PPP loan was really initially set at.
0: Right. And do you think now that as many people coming to the end of the 24-week period, that as these questions arise, there'll be more questions put back to the SBA, and we should be getting some more guidance?
1: I, I do think that will be the case. That seemed to be what really happened when we were approaching the end of the eight-week period in the original PPP program. And that's when we really started, uh, we started seeing from the SBA and from Treasury that they were really issuing a lot of interpretations and interim final rules and frequently asked questions because people did have questions as to how they were going to take the information on the application and how they were going to take the information from the act and really apply it to their business. So I do think that we'll start to see more guidance being issued. There, there are very few banks right now that have the portal set up to even accept the applications. And so the SBA just announced this week that they're starting to accept the applications from the banks. But, um, you know, it's few and far between as far as how many loans have actually gone through the process as of today. Right.
0: And it's an interesting point you mentioned about you, you borrowed $2 million, you got a $4 million spend and uh, how that works. There's also tax implications because depending upon the tax treatment of the expenses, whether it's payroll, rent, or other things, if there's a slightly different tax treatment, you may you may be able to choose the expenses that uh, you know that you can't deduct that do the least uh, damage tax wise, and maybe keep the more favorable expenses. So that's another unanswered question.
1: Right, and and the issue with that with the application is that they require you just submit. The totality of your covered expenses. And so, how do you allocate them between your payroll and your non payroll if it's greater than the amount of your loan to begin with? That's right. Yeah.
0: And then, of course, we have the issue as to the deductibility of the proceeds uh, of your PPP loan. The IRS has said that they don't believe it's deductible. Um, When they came out with that, I guess it was a ruling. I know there was a bipartisan support for changing the law, and as we're speaking here uh, October 1st, in the House bill, at least the House bill that was drafted on September 29th, there is a provision in there that they would change the law to to make those expenditures deductible, but who knows if that gets passed in this election year, so that's another thing to deal with, right, as to the tax treatment of what's going to happen here
1: absolutely I think you know the the funds were granted to I shouldn't say grant because that would imply that they were actually given as a grant but um, for those applicants who actually received a PPP loan it was made clear in the act itself that the forgiveness would not be subject to taxation on the forgiveness of debt um, forgiveness of uh, debt income but at the same time when the IRS came out and said well you know, these expenses associated with it would be non-deductible, I still think that people haven't really grasped that concept as far as what that's going to mean for their business. And so, you know, in most cases, the amount of the PPP loan essentially is going to end up being, it's not the amount of the loan, but the lack of deductibility of those expenses that are forgiven will be taxable or will increase the taxable income of those clients. So uh, we just don't know. Um, Hopefully we'll see some additional guidance on that because as we're approaching year end for many of these clients, or some have already had their year end, um, some June 30th year ends, our September 30th year ends, they face a different set of questions as far as, you know, their, their extension payments are due, um, you know, or, where they're really looking at, you know, what are they supposed to be paying for their their first quarter estimates? And and they're not really sure because they're just waiting guidance. So it, unfortunately, it seems to be a wait and see game right now uh, for many of our clients. And, and people are hesitant to apply for forgiveness because of a lot of these uncertainties.
0: Sure, sure. That, that makes sense to wait. Uh, and then, of course, you get guidance, you know, a day or two before the deadline. So it's hurry up and wait, and then it's all right. So,
1: exactly. That is the nature of the work that we do.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, especially in this year, 2020. Well, Mitzi, uh, again, thanks for coming in. I know how busy you are and, uh, again, appearing on the podcast. And congratulations again uh, on, your, on your marriage. And uh, to everyone out there, please stay tuned. We are updating our podcasts uh, with information on a variety of topics as it becomes available. So to everyone out there, stay safe, carry on.